What's going on, Kaya family? Good evening. This is your favorite Kaya director here at Kaya Charlotte, uh, Reverend Marco McNeil, and I just want to welcome you to this evening's Kaya experience. Um, it is one that is definitely necessary and it's near and dear um, to a lot of our hearts, and we want to make sure um, that we get this information and that we convey this information so that we may deepen our relationship and our connection with God. Um, tonight's Kaya is God, Do You Hear Me? How to Have an Impactful Prayer Life. Um, and we have one of the, one of, I, I consider um, a very spiritual, a very strong prayer warrior uh, here with us. In addition um, to our pastor, you all know him. He is no stranger to any of us, uh, has preached across this country. Um, our pastor, Reverend Dr. Robert C. Scott, will be with us. Uh, here he is here. Um, and not only do we have Dr. Scott with us, uh, we have Reverend Kelly Baptist. Uh, Reverend Kelly is a native of Baltimore, Maryland, and is the second of three children. And she is a graduate of Humpton University, uh, as well as the Samuel DeWitt Proctor School of Theology at Virginia University, of which where I am an alum as well. Um, she started her ministry um, many years ago at the New Psalmist Baptist Church under the direction of Bishop Walter Scott Thomas Sr. Uh, we all know that Bishop Thomas is no stranger to us at St. Paul. Um, and she has continued that ministry um, for quite some time now. Um, after accepting her call to ministry in 1998, um, she moved on um, to um, to be with Bishop Herbert Brown um, at Shiloh, Shiloh Baptist Church, correct? Just give me a nod. Yeah, there we go. Okay, I knew I had it um, at Shiloh Baptist Church, and she is now here Abraham. with us. Yes, thank you. I, thank you for correcting me. Um, <laughs> but she is now here with us at St. Paul, and we are all under the great uh, and esteemed leadership of our pastor, Reverend Dr. Robert C. Scott. Um, uh, Reverend Baptist is no stranger to us. Um, you all know her very well. Um, she has preached and taught across this country, um, has been a panelist at the Dr. Um, Dr. Charles E. Booth Preaching Conference. Um, and again, she is no stranger to us. Uh, so without further ado, I would really like to get this conversation kicked off and see where Reverend Baptist and Dr. Scott are going to lead us for this evening. So Reverend Baptist, we're all in your hands. Thank you, Reverend Marco. Good evening to everyone in the Kaya family. So honored to be here and to dialogue with my pastor, the Reverend Dr. Robert Charles Scott this evening. As we enter into our worship space to talk about prayer, the realness of prayer, which is one of my passions, let's just have a moment to enter into the presence of God so we can direct our conversation. Let's just breathe, everyone breathe in and out to breathe away every distraction of the day and to focus in on this moment. We come to adore you this, this evening, God. We come to lift up your name. Holy Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you filled with expectation, God. We are thankful that you share yourself with us and we want to participate in this living relationship. God, we invite you into this space, into our hearts, into the living rooms and cars and the spaces where people have tuned in to focus on prayer. 
God, we invite you to direct our hearts and our words and to have your way. We are here to honor you and to bless you and to get a little closer to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So this evening, our focus uh, for this dialogue is to really talk about digging into an impactful prayer life. Like, what does that mean? How do we get there? And really, the key to an impactful prayer life is it's about relationships. Okay, and so Dr. Scott and I are gonna do a little bit of talking to kind of expound on, you know, what is it that takes that it takes to create a good relationship, you know, to, to want to pray on the one hand, and then on the other hand, to you know, quote unquote, get a prayer through. You know, I, I think that most people have heard that phrase in the church, but sometimes there are th phrases that get tossed around, and it's like, well, what does that really mean? And so the first thing that we kind of want to to toss out is, you know. What does it take to, to get a prayer through? Um, and one of the scriptures that makes it, you know, kind of helps us hone in on this is First John uh, chapter 5, verses 14 to 15. And it says, and this is the boldness that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know we have obtained the requests made of him. So the him is God. We're going to use him to refer to God. We know that God has no gender. He created us and put genders on us. But for the framework of our discussion tonight, we are going to use him when we're talking about God. Um, and, and when we talk about getting a prayer through, you know, we need to recognize first thing that this is an unequal partnership and accept it. But it like mm -hmm. prayer, our relationship with God is amazing. Okay. And and we're gonna focus in on, you know, Pastor and I have talked, we're gonna focus in on a healthy relationship because that is what we're going to parallel this to with God. In a, a human healthy relationship, you're gonna do your best to be with someone who is, you know, on your level. That's the that's the phrase word that we use nowadays, or mm -hmm. the Bible. They equally yoked. And we, we have this list of qualifications for the people that we want to be in a relationship, whether that's a marital relationship or a romantic one, like Pastor Scott is, has, has that perspective, or, or it's the relationship of the friendships and the family members that we value. Okay. And so, but with God, that's out the window mm -hmm. because in this relationship, we are never going to be at the same level. It's mm -hmm. never going to be equal in a healthy relationship when one person does most of the giving and always and the other party does the least of the giving. You, you got to get out because you'll feel like you're being drained. Right. In, 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 a, in a healthy, normal, human, horizontal type relationship. You know, if if one person does all the talking, then it's not a good thing. If one person's always reaching out to, to pick up the other person, it's not a good thing. But. With God, he's always going to be reaching out further to grab us. He's always going to be more patient than we are. He's the one that has to turn, has to welcome us back or not has to, chooses to always welcome us back when we've been cheating. And you know, sometimes we be <laughs> I keep it real now. You know this, you know, this, this, this partnership with God and prayer is our only communication device, right? In this relationship. It's not equal. It's not going to be equal. 
And God chooses us and chooses this anyway. So we have to embrace that and accept that so that we can get in on all of the miraculous benefits of that. Pastor. Wow. Wow. I'm, I'm looking so forward to um, getting the pearls of wisdom that you, you have to drop. Let, let me just say, first of all, to all of those that are watching us on our various platforms, need you to do us a favor. If you would share this as far as your platform is concerned with family, friends, all of those that are part of your linkage. Um, I believe that this is perhaps one of the most important Kayas that we can have for our young adults, but really, and that's specifically, uh, specifically, but also for anyone in general, just to be able to talk about prayer. So do me a favor, share it on your various platforms and uh, let this, this moment be, be, be a blessing. Um, second of all, um, I think that even in the introduction of Reverend Kelly Baptist, there, there are a couple of things that uh, weren't mentioned that I want to take a pastoral prerogative to share. First of all, when she was with Bishop um, Huber Brown, um, she led their prayer team and they had a strong prayer ministry at that church where when service was going on, you had a group of people that were praying during the service. And she led uh, that contingent as far as that's concerned. Uh, and so she really knows something about corporate prayer and developing corporate prayer times as well as individual prayer. Second thing that I need to remind people, if you don't know, she is the niece of what I consider to be my spiritual father, the Reverend, the late Reverend Dr. Charles Edward Booth. And uh, that's how I got to know uh, Reverend Baptist. And so from a spiritual perspective, we spiritual cousins. <laughs> Um, I loved her uncle uh, dearly. And beside my wife and my mother, the late Reverend Dr. Charles Edward Booth was the type of person who could say jump. And I would say, yes, sir. How high? Anybody else? I'll be looking at them kind of a sconce. So need you to just just share this with people and um, um, uh, and let's really talk about prayer. Um I want to, if I could, before we even talk about prayer, I really want to talk about this need to develop a devotional life. And I think that prayer disconnected from scripture is going to leave you empty. Let me say that again. Prayer disconnected from scripture, mm. very vacuous. Um. It is through the scripture that we get to know who God is. So you talked about relationship, Reverend Baptist. And it's through the word of God that we get to know who God is. I think I had shared in um, one of our church platforms, um, and I may have shared it on a Sunday morning, that if you read the Bible once a week, it's not going to really have much impact upon you. If you read the Bible twice a week, not going to have much of an impact. If you read the Bible three times a week, it's not going to have much of an impact. You don't start seeing the impact as far as the word of God is concerned, unless you're reading it like four or more times a week. And I got that from um, this um, webinar that I was on that was dealing with Logos Bible software. And it really blew my mind. And 
And I think I can say without hesitation or mental reservation that the majority of churches have issues making disciples because the majority of the people that go to those churches basically open up the Bible either on Sunday morning for the sermon or maybe some other time for Bible study, but not for a devotional period individually. So if you're not into the word of God, you don't get to know the God to whom you pray. I think I want to say that uh, from onset. And so I kind of issued this challenge that we would try to read the Bible uh, at least four times a, a week or more. So it could really start having an impact upon us. And, and I'm convinced that 15 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day uh, can change your spirituality, can change your personality, can change your life, and can start right. to be congruent to the will of God. Now, I like what Reverend Baptist started off with because uh, Reverend Baptist, I want you to do me one more favor. Read that opening scripture you read, and I wanna show folks what the key part of it is. And this is the boldness we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Stop right there. Now I'm beginning to act apostolic and Pentecostal because I'm going like, stop right there, move right there. All right. Read. <laughs> yeah, read, read. You remember how Booth used to have that as his, as his pulpit fantasy, read. So, so, um, and this is the boldness we have in God, that if we ask anything according to the will of God, God hears us. Now, let me drop this major bombshell on you as far as what a goal of prayer should be. I've been reading this book by um, Barbara um, William Skinner. And she is the uh, widow of the late Tom Skinner. And she has done a lot of work in D.C. I just did a master class for clergy with her about a month ago. And she's just phenomenal, phenomenal woman of God. She used to be, I believe she served as the first executive director of the um, CBC, which is uh, the cohort as far as black congresspersons are concerned uh, in, uh, in, in, in D.C. And she said something that, that in, in the book, Can You Hear Me? Interestingly, uh, she says, the go first of all, the goal of prayer is not to get things from God. It is to get closer to God, to live in harmony with God so that there would be no space between you and God. So the boldness that we have in God, that if we ask anything according to God's will, he will hear us. Part of us being able to get God to hear us and part of us appreciating that aspect is that we got to ask anything according to not what we want, but God's will. To God's will. Now, this is this is where the rubber meets the road, because a lot of times when we pray, we're praying and asking for stuff that God's like, are you serious? You right. think you want that? And, and, and then and, and, here, and here's the other bombshell I want to drop on you that bless me uh, in her reading, in her writings. She said, God is not duty bound to answer our words of petition uttered as prayers, but God is obligated to respond to God's word. That is important. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and so, and so I made my mother mad one time when um, she says prayer changes things. 
I said, no, I doesn't. She looked at me. She, she said, you're being oh, no. Mama, I'm not being blasphemous. You're going to break up theology. Yeah. I said, Pray, prayer doesn't change anything. I said, the power of our prayers is not in our words, but it's in the God to whom we pray. That's what that's who changes things. It ain't us and our prayers, because that verse that you just shared, that verse that you just shared, according to his will. Now, one thing that you said, Reverend Baptist, and I know we're going to talk about this even further as we go into conversation tonight. This is an unequal relationship. Right. We bring nothing to the table. Zero. Where we can make God do anything. That's why it was funny when Paula White was talking about, uh, I'm praying for God to send angels from Africa and South America. If that was just some of the craziest stuff, <laughs> you know, it, it, you know, it reminds me of that conversation. It doesn't work like this. No, it doesn't work like this. And, and here's how unequal that relationship is. First of all, you have the sovereign great creator of the universe who agrees to communicate with the created. Okay, that's that's unequal. And 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 and, and I can flow with that, you know, because I'm honored that God, the creator, will want to talk to the created. Just let it be here. Here's the scandal. The scandal is you got a holy and righteous God who desires communion and fellowship with a sinful, unrighteous humanity. Exactly. That's the scandal. Mm -hmm. That's the scandal. That, that, that God desires fellowship an intimate relationship with a finite, immoral people and God opens God's self up to take the risk to be in relationship with us. And, and the only way that, that this relationship works is that the finite, mortal, repentant human being acknowledges total dependence on God. That's a and that's what makes prayer as precise as defined by what, what I just mentioned. So, so we got to think of prayer as just more than us talking to God. It is communication, but it's also communing and it's also fellowship. And while it may include us talking to God, most of the time, real prayer means we talk less and listen more, but we listen by reading the word. That's it, Pastor. You you are hitting it right there. the The time spent makes all the difference in the world. Quality relationship mm -hmm. time that we we're not going to be on the same page. This isn't going to be an equal thing. As a mm -hmm. matter of fact, in order for God to even get to us past the covering of our sins and our iniquities and our wrongdoings and and all of the the flesh stuff that separates us from God seeing us, He had to send Christ. So mm -hmm. you got to accept Christ so that that clears away the stuff mm -hmm. that it gets between us and God. Mm -hmm. And once we get into this, accept that this is so unequal, you have to then shift towards, yeah, spending some time, spending time, spending mm -hmm. time in the word, because the word is what helps us to communicate with God through prayer. The word is what gives us some of the words to pray when we're wondering how to do it. 
Now, see, you, you, you're hitting it out the park. And, 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 and the crazy thing is that most of the words that help us when it comes to prayer aren't found in the New Testament. True. It's Old Testament. It's in the reading of the Psalms. Yeah. And in the reading of Proverbs. It's in the reading of some of those wisdom literature that we come to the act of worship. And, and so, and, and what a lot of folks fail to understand is that as you read the word of God, and particularly the Psalms and, and, and Proverbs, well, let me go to the Psalm. Psalm has more things to do with lament and grief and um, um, asking God for forgiveness. Uh, and then the next group is dealing with worship and praise. But the majority of the Psalms comes with a sense of grief and lament. And when you read them, um, a lot of times we have been told, and, and we're talking about praying to God, is that we've been told you can't question God. Well, when you read Psalms, David questioned God. Moses questioned God. Uh, Jesus used Psalm 22 while he was dying on a cross as his his entree into uh, experiencing the essence of the crucifixion. And That's so and so what we got to do is we really have to if we really want to get this prayer thing right, we got to understand we don't have any power. We don't bring anything to the relationship whereby God got to do something. Whatever God does for us, it is based upon the grace of God, the mercy of God, and and and, and the forgiveness that God extends toward us so that, first of all, God can be in relationship with us. In the first place. Yep. It it, it becomes so critical to remember that because that will help us also to make sure that our prayers are not a monologue, but a dialogue. Mm-hmm. A monologue is fine if you're watching a talk show and they're funny, but a real relationship, a quality, healthy one, that, that means that there's got to be give and take. It's not a litany of I want this, I want that, because to be real, we've got to be careful that we don't think of prayer as a genie in the bottle or we're treating God like a booty call in this relationship. We no, you did. didn't have booty call. What? Yes, I did. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> real oh, talk God. and prayer. Talk about, talk about, talk about a, a, a one, two o'clock call in the morning. No, don't treat my Jesus. Don't treat my Jesus like a booty call that you only pop up when you want something, when it's convenient for you, or when your feelings hit. There's nothing wrong with expressing our feelings in t- towards God. As a matter of fact, if you look at the Psalms, so much of it is expressing what is on the heart of the author. But the challenge is that the Psalms express how they felt without putting those feelings above God. They put that flesh, those emotions, those senses in their proper place under God, the creator, and recognize that there is a connection, but that connection, the power source, the hierarchy is God, not how I feel, not the time of the night. I mean, don't, don't genie in the bottom. Well, I, I, yeah, I, I, I think, you know, I think you hit something on the head because the unfortunate reality, even when it comes to our day-to-day personal human relationships um and and i'm i'm dealing with 
erotic relationships that unfortunately sometimes when in 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 some relationships that the only time that there is communication is when there is a want mm-hmm. i don't even want to i don't even want to say for intimacy but for sex mm-hmm. and we do things cuz we want something in the end mm-hmm. and so if prayer becomes a place where we're trying to manipulate the divine it ain't going to happen I'm on now for a rude awakening uh, because God, first of all, knows our heart and, 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 and God knows how to move as far as our uh, reality is concerned to do what God deems to be to be best. And so I think that um, when, when, when it comes to when it comes to prayer and it's like I said, opening up that that prayer without being connected to the word or to scripture mm-hmm. becomes vacuous and 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 ultimately it becomes that vain attempt to try to manipulate the divine that's it that's it god is not deceived and that kind of leads us into the second piece of you know not not just how to get a, a prayer through but then what gets in the way of getting a prayer through and that, and that kind of goes with where we are our sins our self, our flesh. Mm-hmm. There's a, a, a scripture, a James 4, 3. It says, you ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly in order to spend what you get on your pleasures. Mm-hmm. And I think that that kind of breaks out kind of the direction that we were going in here because, yeah, it's one thing to know, okay, you know what? This is a relationship and I want this to be real. I want us to be connected in the form of intimacy, not sexual intimacy, but as in knowing each other fully. And, and God, I'm, I'm ready for that. But there's- Wait, 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 wait. but you, you just said something and, and, and two things just hit me that I, I, I really need us to correct, Kelly. First of all, that's the reason why many of, many, many of you didn't hit the lottery. Praying to God, talking about Lord, give me the numbers. It don't work that way. But 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 here but here but 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 here's the here's the other one too. We got to help people stop referring to God in a romantic, erotic way. That that ain't it. God ain't your husband. No. God ain't your wife. It don't work like that. <laughs> it, it, God is God, and there is a certain way that we who are created in the image and likeness of God have to come to God because of our sins. Absolutely. And, 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 and I mean, you know, it, I just cringe when I hear people you know, re- refer to God in these, in these anthropomorphic, or, or should I say, and that's, that ain't nothing but a $20 scholarly word. Give God human qualities. Bring God down to our level. Yeah, yeah. Place God in the dynamic and the dimensions of, of, of human, uh, uh, of, of humanity, whereby we make God equal to us. Even when Jesus was in the flesh, Jesus wasn't equal to us. It's not equal. It's an unbalanced yeah. relationship. Yeah. 
the the sense of connection that we want with God is is so deep. It is more valuable than our most valuable horizontal relationships with other human beings. Uh, but there are things like like right where we're going, Pastor, that get in the way of that. Your your feelings, you know, your emotions. There's nothing wrong with expressing how you feel. As a matter of fact, God wants a real relationship with us, but we do feel comfortable expressing how we feel. The challenge is that feelings and emotions, those can be chemical. You know, I'm sure we got some scientists, you know, who are watching. Serotonin is a chemical released by your body. It's linked to sleep and to depression. Endorphins are are linked to to pleasure. They suppress pain. They, 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 They create positive emotions. And so we can't just base our prayers in emotions because emotions are flesh. God is spirit. Yeah, I, I think, though, when, when we talk about our feelings and, and it's, I'm so glad that you put this out here, that our feelings become the point of confession. Yes. Let me say that again. Our feelings become the point of confession. Let me say that one more time for the Holy Ghost. Our feelings become the point for confession that leads to repentance and ultimate change. Yeah. And so here's a good thing because there's this, this acronym that I teach in, in our new, this new members class, new disciples class acts, uh, adoration, confession, Thanksgiving, supplication. And we'll probably talk about that. Don't skip ahead. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that a, a, a little bit, a little bit later. However, what I do want to say is, we're good in adoration, we're good in Thanksgiving, and God knows we know how to ask the Lord for what we need. Come on but now, we're real skimpy. <laughs> we're real skimpy on that confession part. Come on now, and 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 it's the confession part. That 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 ought to shift us to the thanksgiving part and the supplication part because when we confess and when we unload and when we're when we're real here 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 here, here it is here here's this confession piece and I and and I hope whoever's listening to me get this tonight that when you confess before God. You really confess before God, you are being as real right. as you can be with yourself. Yeah. Holy, you ain't being real with God because God already knows how you are. God is just waiting for you. You know what confession is? Confession ain't you telling God what God already knows. Confession is you acknowledging to yourself what God already knows about you. Taking accountability for what right. God already knows about you. Right. And I would add to that, that it's it's also a catalyst for conversation. Your feelings are will push you towards God and towards actually becoming, like you said, accountable for 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 this is who I am. This is where I am. I'm I'm naked and, and unashamed. Oh, OK, God, what now? And And our feelings can nudge us towards God and towards being open and vulnerable to risk too, because God is taking all this risk 
to, to be vulnerable when he knows what we're going to do, but to actually become vulnerable also, become accountable, to take responsibility, and then be able to grab hold of the blood of Jesus to say, thank you, God, for covering me. Now let's move forward to, to, to do better, to hear what you're responding. Yeah, I, 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 when, when we look at biblical characters, um, um, I, several come to mind. I, I, I think about Moses when mm-hmm. part of his confession was, listen, I got a speech impediment. I can't talk. I don't want to go back there. Uh, and every time he brought up something, God was counteracting it. Um, we had to think about David, how David loved God. And yet when he messed up with Bathsheba and was an accessory to murder, as far as Uriah, he comes before God. And it's not this sugarcoated, you know, thing that, that we try to do. I mean, he was like, Lord, I messed up, created me a clean heart and renewed within me the right spirit. Yeah. Um, when I think about um, um, Jesus in the yeah. Garden of Gethsemane, the very God of God, yeah, on his knees, going like, Father, it, you know, let this cup be taken away. I don't. I, I know this was the plan, but I don't want to do this. So can we just uh, can we call an audible? <laughs> can, can we call an audible? And then Paul, you know, Lord, I'm coming to you with this thing three times. I I, I got some issues going on in my flesh. And, and many of us speculate what it is, but whatever it was, it was giving Paul the fits. This, this, this is what I love about God that, 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 that I can't do with human beings. Is that we can come to God um, in, in, in total honesty and confession. Mm-hmm. And if we're serious about changing, God does the change and then God doesn't throw our stuff back at us. Whereas if we do that with other human beings, sooner or later they may in a fit of rage. You're going to throw it back in your face now. Yeah, they'll, they'll throw it back in your face. And 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 that confession piece mm-hmm. um, is, is another critical axiom that hopefully will um, take us to, to another level as far as our relationship with the divine. It also frees us in a way, because when you confess, you are removing the weight. You know, there are so many things that we we hide from, especially, you know, some folks who watch them probably who remember when you were a kid and you didn't want your mama, your grandmama, the person, your guardian to, to know what you did. So you would weave your way around it, you all, anything you could to get away from it. But that's a weight that we hold. And when we get before God and we'll just lay it out, I know I blew it. I know I'm not supposed to be cussing and I said it and you heard it. I'm going to do better, Jesus. But it takes away the condemnation, the shame that the enemy would use to keep us. That's the top reason that people give for not coming to church or not praying is I'm going to get myself together. The the weight of their, their past, of the stuff they're still doing, of sins, of 
bad attitudes, all that stuff that's hard to escape, it weighs on us until we feel like we can't even come before God. But that goes back to even the beginning, accepting this isn't equal. And if you will put it out there, no matter how bad you felt about it, no matter how you know you might do it again, it removes the weight and it takes away some of the power of the enemy to keep us in bondage and in shame. And, and it frees us. So that's one thing to, to get out of the way of getting our prayers through. Yeah. But there are a couple of other things that will get in the way of us getting a prayer through. And I want us to make sure that we kind of touch on them. Um, ignorance um, mm -hmm. will get in the way of getting a prayer through. And ignorance takes in many forms. There are people who feel like if they believe in science, they can't believe in God. That's ignorance. God created everything. That means the facts that we discover and we call them science, they exist because of God. So God is not scared of our questions, of our science, of our computers. He made all those things. God is offended when we make those things higher than him because can created be higher than creator? That, that, that is the ultimate offense, but God is not intimidated or scared. And so sometimes in ignorance, we will allow other things to take God's place when they are created by God. Sometimes we'll let other philosophies. It's not bad to learn about other faiths or to learn about human origins, but to actually say that, that I'm going to pray to the trees or pray to the ancestors or, or, you know, accept another faith and push out what God has already put in place for us as a mechanism to reach him. That will get in the way of your prayers. Well, I, I think that um, you're really um, hitting it on the head. It's something that um, your uncle used to preach about called syncretism. Mm -hmm. And it is taking the very essence of who we believe in, uh, our relationship with God through Jesus Christ and syncretizing it mm -hmm. to other philosophies or other uh mystery religion and things of that sort, whereby uh, we think that God needs help. Right. <laughs> so, so, you know, one, one of the things that, that I'm noticing now, particularly when we talk about this new age spirituality that we have to be careful about. Uh, so for example, I hear folks, even in the church talk about, you know, well, you're going to put it out there in the universe. Huh? Or I'm gonna pray to the universe. Right. Huh? You're gonna pray to the what? Genesis oh. told me I know who created the universe, so yeah. I'm just gonna yeah. the universe. Yeah. I'm gonna put it out in the universe. No, no, it doesn't work like that. Or, and here's another one. It, I cringe when I hear Christians use the term karma. Yeah, man. Unless they talk about that credit karma, that credit karma might be okay. But well, yeah, yeah. But but karma, as far as you know, no, no, we don't believe in karma. It it doesn't work like that. Exactly. It doesn't work like that. So so we got to be very careful. Got to be very careful. Um, and God knows, I appreciate the uh, what I call African traditional religions because basically, when it comes to ATR or African traditional religion. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and I, I call it white supremacist religion or white supremacist Christianity. When they looked at our ancestors, they did not understand 
but they did not know that our ancestors had a better understanding and a better handle on God than they gave them credit right. for. Right. Um, uh, and 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 so because because of white European understanding, uh, African traditional religion has been kind of for the most part desecrated or or even um, dismissed. However, even with that, we have to be very careful that as we interpret what our ancestors did, that it is interpreted mm-hmm. in the light of who God is in Jesus Christ. Yeah. Absolutely. And then there's one more thing. I know that we could go on and on about the things that get in the way of prayer, but I do want to make sure that we mention the the enemy uh, because that's real. You know, people want to pretend that Satan is a construct of the imagination or that he's a guy with pitchforks. No, Satan influences (laughs) and he has imps and minions and some of the things that we've seen that are just evil. Um, they're the influence of Satan. So that is a real thing. I don't know, but we don't want to give Satan too much credit. Mm-hmm. But we got to, I mean, if you're going to fight, you got to know your enemy. And so mm-hmm. it's important to be mindful of the fact that while the enemies can't stop you from praying, um, the enemy can make you so busy that you are not praying fruitfully. The right. enemy can put stuff in the path of your answer. If you look at the book of Daniel, Daniel is waiting for an answer. He has had a vision. Days. Oh, boy, now. He yeah. was like, the Lord, was a battle I'm- going on in the, in the heavenly realm, trying to get that prayer through. Yeah. <laughs> when his answer showed up, he's like, look, I heard God heard you from the minute you prayed, but mm-hmm. I was fighting my way to you. The prince of the air, that would be Satan, was mm-hmm. fighting me on my way with your answer. And so it's important for us to put Satan in its place, but also be mindful of the stuff that Satan's crafty. He ain't stupid. Well, here's what I tell folks. I, I said, the devil is real. I just don't believe in him. <laughs> okay. You don't put your belief in him. You just I don't know. believe in him. I know he real. I just don't believe in him. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> So as we and and um, there was something, but I think we're going to pass that. We got to move forward quickly because I know we're, we're running short on time. So we talked about the stuff that, um, you know, what does it take to get a prayer through? What gets in the way of prayer? And as we segue to the next piece, I want to point out that this is something that happens all the time throughout the course of our relationship as Christians in good, healthy relationships. They evolve, you know, no relationship stays the same, even the most long lasting ones. And there will come times in our relationships, in our prayer talk with God and our coming to God or hearing from God that we will hit stuff that gets in our way or we'll feel like we're, our prayers are not getting through. Good example of that one. Uh, remember that song by Regina Bell? Make it like it was back in the 80s. Any millennials, Gen Z's, look at it, Google it, y'all. But <laughs> there was a song by Regina Bell called Make It Like It Was. And it was a part of like the smooth, you know, soul jams, late night stuff they play on the radio. But that song was actually about her relationship with God. It wasn't talking about an old boo relationship. Wow, was, that's, a, that's a revelation. I didn't know that. I like Regina Bell. <laughs> I love Regina you, Bell. You, you schooling a brother. Wow, wow, wow. That song, I'm going to read. Every day we used to slip away to talk. We would talk about the goodness of your heart. Now it seems a myth 
that never exists at all. And it leaves me feeling empty with this hollow call. Make it like it was the way it used to be when I hungered for your love constantly. Make it like it was. It was easier for me. I know you're able to make it like it was. I'm not going to read all of the lyrics, but in the song, she actually talks about, we used to slip away to talk. That's praying. Mm-hmm. And, and somehow things get cloudy. You know, that that was her love song to God, right? Mm-hmm. And so in all of our relationships, there are going to come some, some rough patches and there may be some spaces where we feel like, is my prayer getting through? Is something getting in the, in the way of that? And I want us to be able to reflect on the things that we just talked about and dig in and persevere. Well, I think this is where, this is where, and, 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 and I think that sometimes huh, I'm, I'm trying to, trying to be careful in how I say this. Um, it's Kaya, come as you are, it's okay. So, so when I hear people talk about, um, um, you know, I don't do religion, I want a relationship. Um, my, 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 my problem with a statement like that is that in good religion, there are some things that you glean or that you get that helps in the development of the relationship. And one of those things is ritual. Mm-hmm. So what, what is meant by ritual? Ritual um, is not a bad thing unless you divorce thought and emotion from the ritual. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what am, what am I, what am I saying? Um, that when it comes to a devotional time with God mm-hmm. or when it comes to spending prayer time or reading the scripture, you got to get to a place where you don't do it when you feel like it. Right. You got to do it even when you don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. You got to do it even when you don't um, uh, sense the presence of God. And it's like going to work out. If you want to drop weight or you want to develop muscle, you got to do it when you want to and when you don't want to, to develop the muscle or to drop the weight. It's, it's, it's a ritual. It's like brushing your teeth every day. It's, you know, it's a ritual. And there's nothing wrong with rituals. Even when you don't feel like doing it, because it now becomes not an exercise based upon feeling, but based upon faith. Right. And, 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 and faith pushes you beyond the feeling. So, so one of the things that, that I can um, appreciate about the saints of old uh, that, that took, prayer seriously is that they did it when they felt like it and when they didn't. They, they, you know, you can tell when someone has a strong devotional life, not prayer life. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I think that a strong prayer life is a, is, 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 is a misnomer. I think it has to be a strong devotional life. Prayer without the word is vacuous because you don't have an understanding of who God is if you're praying and you're not in the word. I also want to contend that the word without prayer will leave you powerless. It takes both. It's a synthesis 
between scripture and praying that really develops you into the person that God would have for you to be. A lot of folks want to do it one without the other. But for me, as far as a strong devotional life from a ritual perspective, um, helps to enhance the relationship. I can agree with that. I had to think about it for a second. I thought you thinking about it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, prayer life and devotional life are linked. Oftentimes, prayer will be a part of your devotional life, right. but a devotional life can also include other things. Song, word, right. there is a flow, right. a connection. Right. And prayer is often a separate, you know, time, time of prayer. So I, I'm with you. I had to think about it. I had to process mm-hmm. it. But, but I think... <laughs> So that that I am with you on that one. And it's important you brought up a key a key key piece. While we've talked about what isn't uh the root of prayer like emotions, we we you know we want to make sure that we get faith is the root of prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you think about Hebrews, uh, you, we must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. That if we're going to connect with God, if we're going to talk to God and listen for God's response, you have to believe. So faith is bedrock of this relationship. And well, it, has, it has to be. I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. let's be for real. Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to read a Bible. Right. about a God I've never seen and mm-hmm. I'm going to pray to a God that I've never seen right? and uh, I'm praying to a God that I've never seen who does not talk back to me the way that we are now having conversation. But somehow right. I come to a conclusion that there are certain things that God will have for me to do uh, based upon God's word and based upon my relationship with God that pushes me or really not pushes, but allows for me to have special revelation from God that yeah. everybody don't have access to because they ain't in relationship with him. That's real. That God spoke and we recorded in the canon, but those aren't the only things that God spoke. God continues to speak mm-hmm. and prayer is our conduit to accessing, to receiving the voice of God. I, that is critical. But I, I know we're, we're pushing short on time. I do want us to touch on for everyone who is um, watching this or participating in this discussion, um, some of the types of, of prayer, model for prayer, for those who really want a little bit of help um, in, in getting started, because uh, you you do need the right language. Like, the, this is a relationship, but you, you, you got to approach God with respect. You can keep it real and also be respectful. Um, and that is something to remember. So there are uh, uh, several models for prayer. First uh, Corinthians 14, 15 says, what should I do then? I will pray with the spirit, but I will pray with the mind also. I will sing praise with the spirit, but I will sing praise with the mind also. So you mean tell me that we can be rational with God? Well, here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't do stupid. Okay, so me and Jesus got to be on the same page. Come on, you got to use your mind. <laughs> you mean tell me we're supposed to bring our mind to the prayer table? I'm on here. God made that too. Okay. And how it works. <laughs> and so it is, it is so uber important 
um, as we approach God, as we approach, okay, so do I really want to pray? Yeah. You know, the same way that you want to talk to your best friend, that you want to talk something out with your mentor or your pastor or your parent. Yeah, I, I, I do want to want to talk to God. And I'm bringing all of me to all of God and God can handle it. And so there are some examples. Pastor already mentioned Acts, A-C-T-S. And for anybody who is watching, we want to make sure that it's absolutely clear. Um, A stands for adoration. C stands for confession. T stands for thanksgiving. And S stands for supplication. Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. This is two things. It's a model for a prayer. It's also an example of types of prayers. Okay, those are all different kinds of prayers, or you can combo them into one. You can have lettuce, and you can have beef, or you can have a Big Mac. Okay, just to help help they make that one a little plain. So, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. An example would be start off saying something true and real about God. As a matter of fact, we take the disciples' prayer. That's where we're going next, anyway. Our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. That's adoration. I'm, I am I'm declaring who you are. Uh, you know, confession. I, Lord, I, I know that I've blown it many times today. The list might take all night. And I just I just want to lay it all before you so that nothing gets between you and me. Right. And, and then flow into Thanksgiving. And I just want to thank you because I know that I can depend on that because you told me in your word, if I confess my sins, you're faithful and just to forgive me my sins and purify me from unrighteousness. That's first John, in case anybody needs that one. Uh, you know, confession, Thanksgiving. Thank you for your word. Thank you for bridging the gap because today was a crappy day, God. And I, I almost didn't want to come into your presence, but you gave me the push to come to you. And I know that when I come to you, you'll receive me, you'll strengthen me. I'm not going to keep going because, you know, I like to pray. We can keep going. We'll run out the time. Supplication. And Lord, I just want to ask you that you would continue to grow me in you, that I, I help me to not make the same mistakes over and over again because God. I want to make you proud. And the things that ticked me off today and I might have let something slip, God, let that not be the same story that I'm telling that I'm asking you about in a year, God. You know, so so all of that pause. Thank you, Jesus, for hearing us. But <laughs> adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication is one way to help to, to think through how do you want to pray, right? Using your own words. You don't have to read it out of the Bible, although you can to get started. Then there's a there's the disciples prayer. Now, we often call it the Lord's prayer because Jesus said it, but it was actually really more the disciples prayer because he was giving them a prayer to to use in speaking. That's in Luke 11. It's also in Matthew 6, 9 verses 13. I don't know why I tend to go to Matthew uh, before Luke usually for the for the disciples prayer. Our father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. There are times when you can use the disciples prayer to get your prayer started to literally just speak that prayer, which is also speaking the word. So you got like a double power chip <laughs> that you about to, to push into the presence of God with it. Um, and then flow from that, you know, your kingdom come give us this day, our daily bread, give me the day, my daily bread, forgive me. See, we're, encom we're encompassing a bunch of different dynamics. And then as you get to the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours forever and ever. Lord, I just want to thank you. And that can 
flow into your own words. You're just blossoming forward from that prayer model, that prayer push. Okay. And then, you know, Hey, there's, there's the prayer closet. Listen, sometimes we need a little help. Um, and we will, they will see so many times in the word where Jesus pulled away. Right. If you right. use Logos or Google, you will find a zillion instances where Jesus pulls away from the disciples to go pray. He goes to a solitary place because sometimes that's not a negative towards the disciples, but sometimes you need to disconnect from everything else to connect with God, to fully connect. Um, and then there's there's having a partner. Sometimes, you know, a prayer partner is something that is invaluable. Someone who can sometimes they pray. Sometimes you pray. Sometimes one of y'all just starts and the other one flows. Someone who you can tag team with. And when your power, your battery is a little low, they, they can get you going and, and, and it can go uh, back and forth. There are a thousand, there are a bunch, sorry, I tend towards hyperbole. There are a lot of different kinds of prayer besides the acts. There's comfort, prayers of intercession, that's praying on behalf of others. The prayers of blessing, uh, we, you see those with babies and with so other, you know, you want to consecrate prayers, consecration of faith. There are a lot of different kinds of prayers. So we don't have to get stuck in one model or one kind of prayer when you grasp the relationship piece that this is a dialogue between you and God. This is a living thing. This is an evolving, maturing relationship. Then the words change. There are different words that you, that you use when you're talking to someone that you're close to, that you care about in the beginning of your relationship. Even those words evolve. While you still may have the elementary of I love you, it, it grows to when you know them more, the way that you express that love in terms of a valuable relationship, it grows as well. Pastor? I know we run on time, so I was <laughs> I think that um, you really hit, hit a lot of things. And um, I think that I don't know about anyone else, but I have been blessed by by your sharing and by the insights that you have have dropped. And I hope and pray that those that are watching us on our various platforms have been blessed. We're going to, in about um, 18 minutes, we'll be having a quick 15 with the pastor as far as prayer time is concerned for the church. And we look forward to you all joining us as far as that's concerned um, to, you know, check out a devotional and of course, um, have prayer as far as the church body is concerned. So, um, Reverend Marco, we are back in your hands, and I hope and pray that people have been shared, have been blessed tremendously uh, by the wisdom of Reverend Kelly Baptist. And Pastor they <laughs> they absolutely have. I've been watching the chat um, while in while you two were in dialogue, and it has been an extreme blessing um, to a lot of people. So I first want to thank both of you um, for graciously lending your time to us uh, for this very necessary conversation. Um, and again, to piggyback off of what Pastor just said, um, the party doesn't stop here, y'all. Uh, we got a quick 15 coming up um, right after this at 8.15, so be sure um, to join us there. Um, in addition um, to the quick 15, I know you heard Pastor mention um, about reading your Bible or engaging in devotion for 15 minutes a day for at least um, uh, for at least four days a week. Um, Y'all, you can do this real easy 
with the Bible app. I am literally on a streak and it keeps it, it keeps track of everything. Uh, I am on a 37 day streak um, mm. with this challenge. And, you know, it, it has really changed. Uh, it's changed my perspective on how I view things and how I see um, the things that are going on around me as a preacher. Um, I feel like I, I want to jump in here, but I'm going to refrain because I know that we got something to do. Um, so so uh, please be sure to join us on Sunday morning on all of our streaming platforms. You can find us on um, Facebook. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Vimeo. I mean, uh, Church Online. Um, you can go to our website and find all of our uh, connect information. And we want to we want you to connect with us. Um, during our Sunday morning experience. And I also want to plug our marriage ministry um, because they are getting ready to have an event uh, um, on February 6th uh, called Love Notes. Um, and this is for married and engaged couples. Um, so feel free to join us. But guess what? Uh, Love Notes isn't stopping there. Uh, we're going to pick up Love Notes, the Kaya edition next month. Um, so be ready because it, it is going to be an interesting conversation. Uh, we have several guests and it will be moderated by our very own um, Shantez Davis and Asia Davis, Team Davis. They will be moderating that discussion. Uh, so please be on the lookout for all of our advertisement, all of our promotions. Uh, hit us on all of our streaming platforms. You can find uh, Everything St. Paul on YouTube. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. You can find everything that is going on with us. So please be sure to connect with us. We love you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Pastor, if you can, in your infinite wisdom, please close us out in prayer, sir. Well, I'm going to bounce it to Kelly because I got to do another prayer in 15 minutes. So. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank everybody once again. We, you know, we had so much more to talk about, but we're gonna we're gonna cut it off here for the time. Let us pray, our Father and our God. Thank you. Thank you for making the way for us to come to you. Thank you for being so patient and so long suffering and so kind and so loving and everything that we can think of as a superlative, you are as an example. God, we ask in the name of Jesus that you will allow for the things that have been discussed here tonight to marinate in the hearts and the minds of your people and to enrich their prayer communication. We are a family of believers. We represent you and our prayer life with you becoming more powerful and impactful then becomes a bright shining light to those who are watching us to see the power of God at work through our prayer lives. We pray that you will bless every single person watching this, God, and that you would manifest your presence to show them how you are responding to their efforts to press in prayer. We love you, God. We thank you for St. Paul Church, for Reverend Marco, and for Pastor and their vision for pushing us. And we believe you, God, for the steps that you have planned out for us as we press into your presence through prayer. Bless our time of sharing and bless Pastor as he goes forward to lead us again in a quick 15. We love you, God, first, last, and always. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. Love you, St. Paul. Good night, family. See ya. Bye.